0: Hey and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament, one book at a time. We're kicking off chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians today. Grab your Bibles, let's get into the text. Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the Word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we can know the glory of God who is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for you. These are tremendous verses as we look at Paul's continuation of the letter to the Corinthians. The invitation here for them and for us is to compare the different ministry methods that are taking place from him compared to the people who are there spouting a false message or from improper motives. The invitation here is to compare. So, the different teachers, I think you'll see even today, uh, when people are teaching from the Bible, they will have typically different styles of doing this. This happens at school when you have two different teachers who are teaching even the same subject, they will have different methods and means for going about trying to teach. Why? Because they're different people. That just happens. This happens in the church when you have two different pastors who are teaching in in a lot of different ways. Hopefully they are all still preaching the gospel, but you will see a lot of differences when you compare the ways that these pastors will preach. You'll also see just the differences of styles between this podcast and other devotional podcasts that are out there. Yes, I know you probably know this because the internet is enormous and because this is surely not the only devotional podcast that is out there. There's going to be a lot of differences between those podcasts and the content you get here. Hopefully not in content as we look at God's Word, but we want to continue to focus on this is just the style that I have. This is how I continue to learn, and I am hopeful that this is beneficial for you, at least to have as a tool or resource to help you study the Bible on your own. But you'll see differences here between different teachers. You'll see differences across the board. And Paul here is openly inviting the Corinthians to look at the differences and compare the ministry methods between him and the teachers that are there spouting the different message. Look at how openly Paul is kind of poking at these other teachers. It also checks the intentions of the Corinthians. As they take a look here, he said, we reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We're not trying to trick anyone. Or distort the word of God. Checking the intentions of the Corinthians, Paul is coming here as if to say, if you were concerned about the truth, if knowing the truth mattered to you, you would already know this. You would already know that this was the case. You would not be impressed or swayed by these false teachers. And this speaks to the likely circumstance that certain members of the Corinthian church had fallen away or had fallen sway to these false teachers. Paul then introduces the work of Satan in this letter and pointing out the fact that Satan will do whatever he can to jeopardize or undermine the work of God. This ought to remind us of the parable of the sower from the Gospels as Jesus talks about the sower who goes out and starts spreading seed uh, on all different surfaces, on all different types of soil. And this is kind of like the seed that falls on the road and the birds come and snatch it away. This is what Satan does. He will take away the truth from people preventing them from hearing the truth about Jesus. Because the gospel illuminates Jesus. This is the message of Jesus coming to save the world, and it's no wonder that Satan would try and attack it. Those who preach and teach the gospel focus on Jesus, not themselves. This is what Paul has introduced and encouraged them to start comparing between their ministry and the ministry being done by these other teachers. The messenger himself or herself is not impressive. But the contents of the message are. The whole point of Paul bringing up here, these clay jars, these jars of clay, is that it is a, at the time, this would have been an incredible hiding spot for something that was immensely valuable to you. You would take something that had incredible value and was just highly important to you, and you would put it in an insignificant ordinary containers so that when people saw these jars of clay, they wouldn't even assume that there was an immense treasure hiding in those jars. This is Paul saying like we are the jars of clay and the immense treasure that is contained within is the gospel of Jesus. And any suffering that we endure in the gospel for the sake of the gospel reminds us of the work that Jesus has accomplished for us. We are suffering for his name and we're going to continue to do what we've been doing. So, you know, go ahead and do your worst, but anything that you do is going to just drive us closer to Jesus in dependence and in faith on him. So all of that being said, as you consider your own life, as you consider the opposition that you face on a regular basis, where is the biggest opposition to the gospel as far as you can tell in your own life? And what do you do to be able to speak against it? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.